Welcome, Welcome to, to another, another episode, episode of Drive to, to the, the Res. Res with your favorite hosts, hosts Larry and, and Larry. Larry. <laughs> it's okay. Yep, cruising down I five on our way to the Res, the long way around. Long way around to the Res, huh? Real long way around Real the long Res. Ways. So, what would you like to talk about today, darling? You know, there was a few things going on. We got 4th of July today or tomorrow or the next day. I think we're going to go searching for fossil coins. Oh, yes. Let's go to Fossil Beach. Fossil Beach. Yeah. And uh, it made me think about cryptos. And I remember I was listening to somebody chatting about cryptos today. Mm-hmm. And they said, oh, boy. F-O-M-O. You know what the FOMO means? Yes. Fear of missing out. Right. Usually the fear of missing out happens when you're about missed out. Yes. Because it's a little bit like happened already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the FOMO is going to hit the end of the month. For cryptos. Yep. So if you ain't got them, you might get them now. Because, you know, why not? I have a feeling that a day that the dips are over that it's going to go up now but obviously it's all speculative you might lose all your money on crypto you may not lose all your money on crypto you might make millions of dollars on crypto you might make a hundred dollars <laughs> you might make a hundred dollars uh, yeah or in some ways I think that part of the cryptos thing is and that was one of the reasons I never even bought any cryptos was because you can make a thousand dollars, but a dollar wasn't worth anything. <laughs> so it's, I don't a thousand dollars. I know, I don't I know. Think it's about that. I know, but that's what I thought. Right, right. So I was like, well, so what if it's worth a thousand dollars? If a thousand dollars is worth a penny, it doesn't matter. Right. But I don't think it's because of that that it's going to be worth so much money soon. How about how about um, that was the other thing we were listening about, thinking about that was the dentalia shells. The what? Dentalia shells. Oh, the Dentalia shells? Dentalia, yeah. Yeah. Money, before there was money. Yeah. Now it ain't money. Now it ain't money. But it is still pretty shell. Yeah, I think that that relationship comes in because I think there is a transfer of monetary systems coming up very soon. And it's going from physical money to digital money. Now that's the, when I was listening to another friend of ours, well, I guess I, I, I associate them as friends, even though they don't know I'm their friend yet. <laughs> they don't know that you exist yet. <laughs> no, they're not aware of me yet, but I'm still their friend. Uh-huh. Anyway, she was talking about that. They had a thing they were calling going direct. Going direct. Going direct. Skip the whole middleman thing, going direct. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that was an interesting um, take on the situation. Because most of us look at it and go, this is so bizarre. It does not make any sense at all. I mean, anybody can see, really, if they look, there's something fishy going on. On the planet right now. Yeah, on the planet right now. What is it about? It surely can't be about a pandemic thing. I mean, come on. Yeah, okay, some people have died. But some people are already and always have been dying and if you put them under a bunch of stress and all that other stuff probably more than normal would die yeah. and um, you know the symptoms are attributed to this or to that or to any other thing but by any real count 
it's not dramatically obvious, right? Right. Not to the degree that you shut the whole world down, mm-hmm. pay everybody unemployment for 10 years, give them double. So there's something else going on, something fishy with this whole thing. And it, it smacks dab of uh, the right hand's showing you what's going on while the left hand's doing something else. Yeah. And you don't have a clue what's going <laughs> the on in the magician's left hand, right? Yeah, the distraction. And also smacks dab of the out of chaos. Out of chaos comes order. order. One of those uh, secret societies of figures. There's no chaos. There's yeah. absolutely no chaos. Everything's perfectly planned and executed. Yeah. Well... One of the things I remember we were talking about listening to yet one more of our friends talking and that was the higher side chat boy. Remember he was talking about, I just don't know. It doesn't seem like this um, plan would work because how could they want X, Y, Z when this would do X, Y, Z? But one of the things I think is often easy to forget is that there's more than one plan and there's more than one set of like agendas, agendas going yes. on. So it could be Here's the first wave of shots. These ones are... Uh, One agenda. Mm-hmm. Empty. So everybody gets them, looks, hey, see, no problem. The next set of shots, whoosh, these ones are not so good. And all the volunteers, the ones that just listen to the useless eater or whatever, they go for them. And then the next set of shots, you're going to pay me $5 million to go get a shot and a donut? I'm going. <laughs> so there's another self-sorted. Don't forget, you you won't be able to travel in the future if you don't get it now, so. And the ones that are ruled by, or the ones that want, whatever, whatever, you know, it's yeah. like they're self-sorting itself based on timing and mm-hmm. and uh, promotion or whatever they call it, right. incentive, right. incentive or threat. Or threat. Who responds to threat? Those ones got this batch. So who responds to bribery? These ones got this shot. So it's like, I wonder what that sort is, you know? Does that sound like it's reasonable? Like maybe that's yeah, happening. We do talk about that, didn't we? We talked about that a few days ago. Yeah. About how it does feel like there's a sorting going on among the people who get in the jab. And that conversation started because a woman, a nurse, um, was accidentally scammed by a chip oh, finder. Yeah. And she had a chip in there. She had a chip uh, number. The chip number came up on her job area, and she was like, "Ha ha 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 ha!" Yeah, <laughs> totally wouldn't. She totally wouldn't have reacted that way if it was actually, you know. I mean, I think that was a pet chip reader, and she put a pet chip in her sleeve. Oh, okay. She was being a stinker. Oh, she was being a stinker. <laughs> yeah, you know, trying to make fun of people who are like, "What's going on here?" Oh, okay. She's like, "Oh, here's what's going on. You're getting tagged, and here's the code." Right. But I, she came clean after? Um, no, somebody else Did? looked at the code reader and said, oh, that's a pet code reader. Well, it was obvious from the video that it was a pet code reader. Right, the pet code is a little chip thing they inject in you. Mm-hmm. And on one sleeve of her shirt had this little tag, remember? And on the other seat it was bare. Oh, okay. So it was like underneath a little tag or something. Well, Nobody else had that the conversation started from... Yeah, that, in, that inspired our conversation. Yeah, that like, inspired the conversation. Maybe they're sorting people, too. It's not just yeah. a straight, every shot is this. Some of them are as a consequence of the reason that the person came in to get that. Mm-hmm. And also, obviously, the people who are not getting any. Those are also sorted yeah. themselves. 
three of my relatives that um, got the shot, distant relatives, kind of in-law-ish, <laughs> um, started getting really powerful vertigo the past week. Yep. You know, it has an effect. Yeah. You just don't know what effect it is on what person and, right. and what duration of time. Yeah. So, and your son, he had nosebleeds too, remember? He was hanging out with people who were vaccinated. He's not vaccinated. He was hanging out with a whole bunch of people in a closed car. They're all vaccinated. And then he started nose bleeding. And it lasted like a day or two. It didn't stop. Yeah. Yeah, we don't get out of our um, our uh, cocoon too much. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's perfectly normal where we live. I know. It's like, yeah, it's totally normal where we live. Or maybe even a little bit magical. Yeah. I think our instant manifestation workshops and uh, the people that have been involved in it and the experiences they've had have been pretty darn remarkable. Extraordinary, actually. Yes. I'm really, very, really happy that they're implementing the methodology and they're using the work and the tools because... This is what it was about, right? Really powerful light workers. Yeah, really powerful light workers. To start creating and co-creating this beautiful planet existence. Here. Having excellent allies to co-create with. Oh, look, yes. the cows in the river. Excellent. Wow, there's cows in the river. Must be hot out there. It must be warm. I haven't seen cows swimming very much. No. <laughs> okay, hardly ever. Anyway, co-creators, powerful, awakened co-creators who can quickly work through stuff with the co-creators clean up their entourage and um, work on their progress on their programs and firewalls and barriers the why yes and why not now and why not and all those things and all the other tools that we teach in the instrument station workshop they're implementing them and they're having amazing results really really outstanding very happy that they're doing this work really happy about that <laughs> poor puppy she fell. She's just fell over no bump no turn no nothing she's she like, just fell Donk. over oh, no. she must have fallen asleep yeah I think she fell asleep it's a long ride to the res today mm-hmm. speaking of uh, clearing up your entourage uh, that's something that we've been reading reading together each evening chapter two or maybe a three or four pages till my mouth starts going sideways <laughs> yeah it's hilarious I'm sitting there reading the book blah, 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 reading the book out loud <laughs> and then my mouth say? prints working blah 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 <laughs> <laughs> blah 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 I guess we're done reading today honey yeah. So is uh, Dr. Zinser's book and Dr. Zinser's uh, friend's book, another doctor. And they're exploring uh, possessions, earthbound spirits, ego states. They're psychologists and they have therapists, therapists or something like that. Yeah, they're therapists. Therapists, doctors, ther- doctor therapists. And uh, they were reaching the limitations of their own process that they were taught. And so when they explored a new process, you know, I've probably heard this story before with other, other, other doctors, like Dr. Weiss, didn't he do that too? Yeah. They reach a, a place in their uh, practice where they start to use hypnosis, 
when they use hypnosis, they find these spontaneous expressions of either past lives or other beings. Yeah, entities. Or entities, right, speaking. And when they uh, test their experience of what they're saying with the person, it oftentimes resolves their issue entirely. If they, um, many times, if they just go relive that thing, that that thing that's causing the block, as long as they make it conscious, and they're, I think, at the therapist to resolve it, those two things together resolves it sometimes. And then other times, uh, it's a little bit harder. Yeah. But it's like these are, they're talking about the ones that they, they come to treatment, they've been in their treatment for a year, and Sometimes it's like no they're progress. They're hospitalized. And they're hospitalized, right? Or they're serious, serious, serious issues. Serious issues. Yeah. We're not or, talking about. Or addictions and stuff like that. Serious right. addicts. But in the exploration, they find there's a bigger world than the world that they are trained to believe in. And as they encounter it over and over and over again, it's ir- impossible to ignore. Right, right. They say, at first, you know, they'll say, well, whether it's real or it's made up, the Doesn't only thing I care working. about is it resolves their issue. But at the by the end of it, they're like, okay, it's too many times. This yes. is real. Yeah. I mean, it's impossible to refute. Uh-huh. So that brought up the clearing up your entourage part of this where people like have uh, possessions what do you think about that I have seen it and I have experienced it myself and it is true that a lot of the possessions that are happening on the planet are alcohol based or drug based the spirits right Um, I've talked about this so many times if you're going to do mystical work or if you want to be an instant manifestor if you want to be a powerful individual stop drinking alcohol and don't stop stop drinking I mean taking drugs quite honestly and these people figured it out decades ago as well yeah these are not these books are so old I had to order them from bookstores that have uh, these are hardcover books with a plastic on the outside (laughs) like the library when I was a kid yeah those that's the age scale so you know it's not new info Mm -hmm. and all of them said the same things like Every single patient with possession, every one of them had at some point alcohol involved. Right. Or every one of or the drugs. alcohol involved or drugs involved had a possession. Yeah. Or so sometimes an operation where you Or put an operation, under which is drugs. basically drugs, put yeah. you under. Yeah. But anyways, the trauma operation and stuff like that. Uh, also relatives. Relatives are, and trauma. There yeah. were traumas that brought it. It's not like everyone that had a possession was an alcoholic. It was that everyone who was an alcoholic or a drug addict or had been drugged yes. also had a possession. Or many. <laughs> or many. Because once you have one, they kind of team up and say, hey, I'll free ride here. here. <laughs> and they uh, kind of lower your frequency or vibration or whatever. And that opens, and it more opens the door for more. And another one comes, another one comes. And they like to hang out in groups, which is like soul groups. Mm-hmm. But in this case, it's... Uh, Lost soul, earthbound spirit, uh, yeah. whatever. So, um, the possession thing that I experienced was from my mom. After she died, I went to Chile and I was hanging out with all her sisters. Yeah. And my mom said, Hey, is it okay if I borrow into your body so that I can talk to my sisters? 
and I just want to see them and feel them and talk to them again. And it was a random day in that dinner table. I said, okay, yeah, but only for a few minutes, okay? And I said, yeah, okay. And she came in and it was really yucky, disgusting feeling. Um, but I, she started and I allowed her to use my mouth, you know, she could speak. And then all of a sudden, two of her sisters looked at me and she says, oh my God, you look exactly like our sister, your mom. You look exactly like your mom, exactly, like identical to your mom. And I was just smiling because I actually don't. <laughs> but it was my, they were actually seeing my mom in my body. And um, and then one of them said, oh, you know, she was here. Well, I wonder what she would think about X, Y, Z. And I said, well, if my mom was here, she would say, and then I let her speak, right? <laughs> so um, it was a really nice afternoon. And then I said, okay, now off you go. And she left. And then at that night, I went to sleep. And then I actually woke up from snoring. And I don't snore. Oops. Yeah. No, you don't and, snore. I know you don't. And my mom used to snore like a trooper. And that's how I was snoring. And I woke up. And I said, really? I gave you permission earlier for a little bit, but that was it. You do not have permission to come into my body again. And she's like, but but I miss feeling things. And I, you know, so, so I, don't, I won't do anything and all this type of stuff. And I said, nope, not going to happen. You got to leave and you're not coming back. So she said, okay, I'll just hang out with my sisters then. Oh, no. <laughs> So she did. She stayed in that house for quite a while. Um, but at least she didn't get back into my body. So. But yeah, it's, it's not a very pleasant experience. Well, these people we're reading about don't even know that that's happening. Other than they're right. unhappy with their life or the way it's going or yeah. they're placed there because their lives are falling apart. And they're like the last resort we have to thing. Yeah, we have to understand though that most people... I would, I would say when they sober up, they're no longer possessed. Um, but some people stay possessed. But those are extreme cases. It's not, it's not common. It's not like everybody on the planet is constantly possessed. And what I've seen with uh, people who drink alcohol is like Jekyll and Hyde kind of syndrome. You can be 100% sure that that's a possession. And um, even like when they, they keep that door open to, for that spirit or whatever. Um, because sometimes what I've seen also a lot of is when a person is, and I've seen it mostly in men, men who are kind of, um, they have weak personalities um, or they're very small for a man and they got bullied in school. I've seen that negative entities which I would you know you can call demons but I, I call demons really negative entities dark source entities um, come in and say hey I'm very powerful and I know how to play this game you let me in and I'll help you and I'm going to protect you and I'm going to make all these people I'm going to show them and they say okay you know they say okay because of that weakness and their shyness or whatever it is they probably also even Say it, hey! Anybody there, spirit world, can help me with this. I'm Sometimes weak, and I really me. need somebody to help. Sometimes they invite them yeah. in. Yeah, invite them in. Yeah. Probably even through the way that they feel, simply by that feeling of I'm powerless exactly. and incapable. Right. That's the open door from it. Invitation. Yes. Yeah. 
Porsche, whatever. So I have seen that in a lot of men. Um, How about women who are abused? No, in abusive I haven't. Situations? I haven't seen that. I haven't seen it in women. Um, some women, the, the only woman I can think of that I'm pretty sure she was possessed uh, because of the, there was an overlay of like negativity all over her. I'm pretty, I don't know, it feels like she was possessed. And it was mostly through greed. Yeah. Um, really wanting th certain things. And she wasn't a pretty woman. And she felt like pretty women got everything. Yeah. So she she had that overlay. And at first sight, she looked extremely beautiful and elegant, uh, cultured, and all these type of things. But if you hang out with her for a little while, you could almost see through the overlay. And it wasn't pretty. It wasn't pretty at all. Not even physically pretty. So I'm from. I'm thinking it's because of the pretty woman kind of jealousy thing because she did mention it. She did say some comments to me and my sister that were pretty nasty, nasty. about about us and the way we look because we are pretty. We're naturally beautiful women, and she did say certain things and was like, "Whoa, you know, like wow, why would she say that? That type of thing, you know." Kind of, I don't know. So I'm thinking... Kind of, not enough. And she was like really nice and friendly one moment and yeah. she would turn, you know. So when they turn like that, it just feels like they're... When people say multiple personalities and things like that, it feels that way. After reading those books, right, and seeing the... Putting the dots together and thinking, mm, maybe, yeah, I think maybe that one was one of them. Uh, maybe but. It was. Yeah, so, but definitely, I haven't met an alcoholic who hasn't been possessed. Uh, drinking, right? right? Who hasn't given up the drink. I haven't met one. Or drug addict who is not possessed. I haven't met one. I've sometimes met children, and it's really, really sad when that happens. It's usually the children of alcoholics and drug addicts. They're perfectly fine little children one day, and then the, the next day they have this other thing inside of them, like a weird look in their eyes. It's like somebody else is looking through their eyes. And I go, oh, dang it, you know? <laughs> That's sad. That's really, really sad. Yeah, but when we're reading the, um, the books, the method to get rid of them is pathetically simple, and it's a little bit related to our higher self conversation we had the other week. Mm -hmm. Um... It's almost strange. It's like you have the conversation with the healer person who basically just drives a conversation and um, somehow brings around agreement from the self-self to no longer agree to being possessed, basically. Right. That's all it is. Right. But you need and to the get higher self, the higher self already knows what is going on, already agrees to, you know, Ejected or not have it or no longer welcome it, but it's it's because of the permission that the baser self, the smaller self, yeah. has made that it has and encourages and keeps the possession going even right. Yeah. So the hardest like part is getting that person to agree to not have that entity with them anymore. Yeah, and it's that's kind of really like tough. it's kind of like the brainwashed people don't know they're brainwashed because they're brainwashed. Exactly. 
And some people will say, but but I'm strong with this, you know, I don't want to get rid of it or but I love yeah, my mom. Me. I want my mom with me all the time. Whatever. You right, know? and those are those are examples of where the the agreement is there at the physical level to continue it and the higher self is only wishing for you to continue to have the experience you want to have. Something like that, right? Yeah. Even though the higher self and you are the same self? Yeah, it's the different levels of awareness. So you shrink your awareness to have experiences on planet Earth. You have to shrink it like enormous amounts. I would say of your of your proper self, you use a probably zero point zero 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 one percent of your awareness, and that's too big. That's probably too big. So you need to take alcohol and drugs to make it a little smaller too. Yeah. <laughs> My goodness. Yeah, the, the alcohol and drugs you make it even smaller. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> okay then, but why? So the question that most people think I think anyway, I thought is like, if the higher self knows this, why does it allow it to go on? Why doesn't it like say, "Hey, wake up"? Sometimes they do, and some. That's why they go to a person like the ones in the book, right? That's kind of what I thought, is that's why they end up where they ended yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. It's because the higher self and uh, the regular self have orchestrated the situation to be such that this experience is over and I would like to change it. Yeah. Not, oh, this situation is untenable. It's terrible. It's more like, we're done with this experience and we would like another, thank you. Yes. <laughs> in order to orchestrate it, here's what we'll do. We'll go see this psychologist who knows about past lives and can bring about a past life regression, or this one who knows about possessions, who can bring about a depossession, yeah. or this book which introduces you the concept, wakens you, expands you to the level where you can see it, and when you can see it, you can shift it, right? Until you can see it, you can't shift it. So basically it. Much, yeah. So these are all basic sets of orchestrations, but even then, the higher self doesn't say, oh, that was a terrible, evil thing you did there. It says, are you ready for a different expression, expression or, yeah, experience? or experience? Let's uh, let this soul go on to its experience, and you go on to this experience, and we'll have a different one. And we, we obviously, I mean, we judge... Maybe you, I don't, I don't know, I do. We'd judge the experience they were having as uh, not so great. And the one they are having now as much better. But right. that's because we judge things from our, our perspective of what, what we think is better. Yeah. We don't think it's better to have a lot of fights with your wife, for example. Yeah. Do you think that's better? Exactly, yeah. But they, they want that experience or what? Right, yeah. Why? How does that come about? It doesn't seem... It's just experience. And no, but it doesn't I, seem like just experience when you're having it. It seems like hugely it disruptive feeds, it and feeds, yucky and frustrated. It feeds, it feeds those negative entities. It feeds those negative entities. It's like yummy honey for them. And and if, you're, if your spouse is one of those negative entities or has a negative entity, they're getting fed too. <laughs> You know, so it's so a it's feeding really, festival? It's a, a feeding, feeding festival for the negative entities that yes. you've asked to come have an experience with you? Yes. So you're only going to have to expect it's going to have its own bit of negativity involved? Of course. 
because a lot of these possessions, like I said, and drugs and alcohol, which are negative things for the human body and the soul, and also through traumas and fear, right? So fear-based decisions are never good. They never result in good things. So, uh, in reading the depossession techniques they were using, and um, I think uh, considering the clean your entourage exercise that you have, and maybe the little light exercise where you put a light in your um, stomach area and a bright white light and make it big and surround you by six feet. What do you think's uh, a good go-to for people if they're maybe, I mean, most everyone probably thinks like, oh my God, I probably got one. <laughs> so what do they do? How do they get rid of it? Yeah, I would use the clean, cleaning your entourage exercise. Right. Uh, it's on the guys and angels class. I think it might be called cleaning your entourage. I think it might be called <laughs> I don't remember. Uh, we'll put the link on the show notes for that class. Definitely do that. And the the light thing on your solar plexus. That's a, that's a, from that book, and it, I thought it was very good. I think it will work really well. But also make the statement of no more low frequency entities are allowed in my field. Right, and so, hold that conviction. Hold the conviction. Right, yeah. they um, are only there by your invitation, mm-hmm. and they might have tricked. Yeah. They might have tricked your their invitation into you. Yeah. So, open your awareness, right? Yep. Open your awareness to the situations that existed. You may not even remember them. You might have been newborn. You, you might have been, been newborn. Two years you old. might have been two years old. You might have been a last lifetime. Yeah. I, Oh, that's right. One of them carried one from a previous yeah, lifetime. Yeah, if you have possessions from your previous lifetime, that being still exists, same as you still exist even after you die. Yes. And when you get into your new body and it can recognize your frequency, it can find you again. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's possible, you know. A lot of people have a lot of Klingons. I just call them Klingons. Klingons. <laughs> yeah. So clear your Klingons because uh, never are they there. Never are these ones there for a high frequency purpose. Yeah. There's no such thing as a high frequency possession. No. <laughs> that hasn't happened in the history of possession. Right. Well, I don't know if I can say that because I don't know about what do you think? Yeah. Could, could a high okay, frequency so being come and possessed yes. a high frequency person to carry out a high frequency task for the benefit of all, including that person? Well, there's channeling, there's good, mediumship, right? there's all these type of things, but they're not possessions. Why are they not possessions? Look at the word possess, okay? To own, to possess, possession. The entities that need to get through by owning and possessing another is power over that others, right? Right. It's a possession, it's like an ownership, like they make the other person a slave. That's never positive. So yeah, possession is never positive. Now I have seen and I have spoken and I have experiences with individuals who will channel entities or, or spirits, speak with them, right? Yeah. And, um, and then also this lady who will be, will have temporary possession of her body by these entities and most of the time, the information is pretty cool, but sometimes not so good. Yeah. Right? 
and we looked at that and it, it appeared that the frequency of the information was directly related to her own personal frequency. Oh yeah, definitely, and she mentioned that too, remember? Once we saw it and we talked about it, she then mentioned it the next day, which kind of tells me that they she were knew. listening. <laughs> yeah, I think they were to listening. our conversations. I remember, that was, yeah. that was so yeah. bizarre. Yeah. So, interesting, and I, like you said, a lot of people might think, oh no, I'm possessed, I'm going It's probably true, you it's are. It's probably true. You are, totally. Yeah. Many times. <laughs> probably have a whole pile of them. Matter of fact, they're called your entourage. Well, that's different, because the entourage is actually guides and people and entities who are with you and help you and you help them through a joint experience, through a joint journey, but they're not possessing you, they're not in control of you, they're not telling you what to do or think or feel or making you feel those things. That's different. It's very different. Well, what if you have low frequency beings in your entourage? Wouldn't they do that to you? Yes, they will. <laughs> so basically, they will possess you. Basically, basically, if you have low frequency things in your path. entourage, that can happen. So yeah, I suppose we're both you. right. They will lead you through into paths that create suffering and pain, and which opens things. a door for for the them possession. to yeah. Okay, right. So clean your entourage. That's yes. the first first step. Second step is... Stop drinking alcohol. Well, yeah, don't drink alcohol really? and drugs. I mean, come on. Well, you, and if you say, but, but, but it's but, only but, a but beer. It's the only beer. It's only the only thing that I have. I don't have anything else. My one vice or whatever. Yeah. Choose a different one, man. Well, Go that's your possession climbing. speaking, yes. let me tell you. That's right, yeah. You get rid of that possession, so really, guess what? Really, on the planet, there's no reason for a human being to be drinking alcohol. No reason at all. Like, zero. If zero think, reason. If you think there is, just remember the first time you tried liquor, you didn't go, oh my god, i got to have more of this. Well, probably nobody did. Some people did. <laughs> I don't know about that. I mean, I guess oh, it's possible. Yeah, yeah, their face, your body automatically rejects it. Rejects it, yeah. And everyone that you watch, with very few exceptions, even with a lot of practice, still have that reaction. They have to hide That's it. True. Lime or salt or chaser or whatever, you know? Yeah. Or fruit juice. Fruit juice, or mix it until you can't taste it. Yeah. And then, you know, at some level of palate, I guess, I don't know what you call it. Entering Oregon. Oregon, right in the middle of the river. <laughs> yes, totally. You, you've, like, burned your taste buds to the degree where it begins to taste okay. Exactly. It's like, I remember the first time I tried scotch, I thought it would be like butterscotch. Oh, But guess no. what? It ain't. Oh, my God, it's horrible. Yeah, totally ain't. But if you mix it with a lot of water and you drink a few of them, then it will taste okay. Right. Or tea <laughs> and sugar. Tea and sugar. Yeah. But yeah. Um, and if you give a child a drink of alcohol, not that I ever did, but some of my kids might have been trained so that they knew don't drink it. Right. So I taught them that by letting them have a drink of it. And they were like, oh my God, I've never drank that in my whole life. And they haven't. Mm-hmm. They haven't. But yeah. not one of them said... Oh, wow, that was so good. Give me more. Well, I had a cousin. You had a he cousin? He was two years old. He was two years old. Yeah. And it was a party. Uh-huh. And a lot of the glasses were all over the place with the alcohol. This little two-year-old went around the whole room picking up the glasses and drinking them. 
<laughs> and did he help? He fell over. Oh my gosh! Two. Well, I never give it any to a two-year-old. <laughs> two. And I'm, I'm thinking, okay. Two-year-olds will drink Drano, honey. They had to put a sticker exactly, on it. Exactly. Yeah, they do. So I don't think yeah. that counts. But one of the things in the book is said most of these possessing spirits hang out in bars and <laughs> parties. Bars. Because they do. They hang out in, in cemeteries. Yeah. Funeral homes and hospitals. Yes, hospitals. So if you went to a hospital, got surgery, operating then you have to rooms. Come up there. Because sometimes people, uh, the people who are possessing spirits, also are just earthbound in that they don't they don't really even know they died, or they they do, but they can't comprehend what the hell is going on now. Because for them, it's it basically I'm here and now nobody listens to me. Nobody again can what's <laughs> they, some, can't hear some, me, they, they won't me. hear me. They ignore me. Why is everybody ignoring me? This isn't fair. And somehow or other, they meet someone, probably who's in that out-of-body state with the drugs or whatever when they get put in the hospital, and they can they can rest there, and then all of a sudden they can feel things, and people listen, and they know it's wrong, but they don't know it's wrong. They're kind of like, one of the first tips was, she said, okay, look in the mirror. See this? This isn't you, right? And the spirits go like, yeah, that's true. It's not me. <laughs> But That's not my face. They kind of close their eyes when they go by mirrors. So, uh, the basic depossession technique that they use is to engage that, um, engage that soul, earthbound spirit, whatever it is, have a conversation with them, bring them to the realization, make it known to them that what they're doing is X, Y, Z. They're possessing somebody else's body, and it's not good for them or the body. Right. And. Uh, invite in their helpers or their spirit guides or their family or their loved one or whatever right their higher self <laughs> their higher self dressed like dressed like a jesus or something jesus whatever works whatever that person believes uh, will recognize and believe and trust and go with them like, into the light yeah and usually seconds within seconds they're like they're oh gone. yeah i'm out of here of course, the entertaining part of the book is some of the tougher ones. Or like, I don't know, I kind of like getting drunk. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'll come back. I'll just go hide for a little while till you think it's fine, and I'll come right back. Yeah. But uh, those ones go away, too. As a matter of fact, at the end of all of the hardest cases, they're all gone. All of them. Every yeah. time. Yeah. Without exception. So, I guess... Um, Yes. I guess it's one of those things that we can think about and we can resolve like um, the Brown's gas thing that we're breathing well until a month know, ago we weren't even aware of it right and now that we're aware of it and we have uh, brought it into our life to use for a little while uh, we notice a positive effect from the use of it and maybe we keep it for our life and maybe we use it and we're done with it and we're rejuvenated and we don't have a need for it anymore. Mm-hmm. The same with this possession thing. At this point in time, it feels to me like there's a lot of people on the planet who are possessed because they can't seem to get it through their head what's going on around them. They're like, <laughs> gosh, how much do you got to see? Yeah. And remember that quote on the wall we wrote? Proof is useless. 
because the only proof that you can see is the proof that you are wanting want to, to believe, want to believe or something yeah. like that. Yeah. So it feels like with possession that that is a kind of what happened is like a giant ritual possession. It's baby hot. Are you uh, hot? She likes. She's watching traffic. <laughs> it's a could be that like the Super Bowl and the uh, Academy Awards and the uh, music festivals or whatever where they have those giant satanic rituals, you know, mm-hmm. that look like uh, mid- halftime show. Yeah. They look like a halftime show until you, you look are at what they're doing, aware of what they're doing and then you go, oh my God, that's possession rituals. Yeah. Maybe they're working. Yeah, maybe. What do you I think? mean, most of the population, the adult population on the planet drinks alcohol, so of course it would work. Oh my gosh, does your computer tell us to go this way or that way? I don't know. I just sort of guessed. And look, we're in the middle of Portland. Oh no. At 5 o'clock. Which, oh, which road no. should I take? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm oh giving baby some water because she's thirsty. She's a little baby. Bummy, bummy baby. Yeah, that's better, baby. Well, I hope this was the right way because your Google gave me two notifications. You didn't, and we didn't those listen. notifications are uh, silent. Because we're recording. Because <laughs> we're recording. <laughs> On my phone. It says two and a half miles, Salem, I 5 South, I 5 South. I guess we're all right. Okay, cool. We'll leave the map on for you. So I, I was asking, what, and what do you think? Did those rituals that they were doing, and those giant, giant millions and billions of people watching things, halftime shows, etc., did they actually get them right, or have they always been getting them right, or were those? Do you think those had some of the effect? Because it seems like people are possessed. They're not using their mind. They're not using their. Mm-hmm. Even though. At the level well, that we've been know, talking about this experience, so it's a, it's a, it's an orchestration exactly, to bring about a physical split. Exactly. So it's so easy to fall into the victim aggressor stuff. Oh, they're doing it to the masses and all this type of thing, and they can't help them themselves and this and that. Yeah, but that's not how I'm thinking about but it's, it. It's, a, it's not like that. It's it is an orchestration and that's individuals. How I think about it. Yeah. So here's how I see it. Okay, tell me how you see it. I've been telling people now for years that it appears that we, on the planet Earth, and this planet Earth, and the solar system, travel through space. Yes. That's how it feels. And it feels like we were coming up to a location in space where we can literally jump into a new level of awareness. A massive jump of high-frequency awareness. And... The entire planet originally was booked to make that jump. Okay, pause just a sec. Okay. When you say jump to a new frequency of experience, what does that even look like? I mean, what is that literally? Literally, I mean, you wake up in the morning, we're in a different frequency reality. Does it still have bridges? There's no wars. There's no wars. There's no poverty. There's no fear. There's no power over others. So when you go um, hang out with people, it's basically like going to the Shaman Shack. Yes. Over there has a battle. Uh-huh. Yeah. Or 
everybody has a cause to have a battle. There's um, no egos the bursting and fighting with each other. There's no possessions. No possessions. So we're by low no frequency stuff. Low frequency earthbound spirits hooking on to you. No. Causing you Feeding to on fear and arguments. No, none of that. So So your co-creative allies are supporting you instead of hindering yeah. you? Technology is so high frequency and the, and the literal frequency of our technologies support life on planet Earth and not destroy it. So like on Tuesday this um, new fella you never even heard of invents a technology that's supportive of, of all life. In other words if you have if you drive your car it makes the trees grow better. Yes. That kind of a thing powers yes. it. And that's just got, like invented tomorrow. Yes. And everybody's car gets switched to that because not only does it make the trees go better it doesn't really cost anything you don't have to fill it up again. Right. It just sort of promotes the life of everything around it. Mm-hmm. That kind of invention appears. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So it'd still be within the realm of what we accept as real. It just will be supportive instead of destructive. Yes. Is that kind of what you're saying? Yes. Okay, so we're going through this area of the universe mm-hmm. or the galaxy or space, right? Right. Oh, no, puppy. Puppy's pulling on my cord. Uh-oh. Careful. I'll, yeah, I'll be careful. So we're going through this space in the universe that is uh, um, more particles per billion or whatever, and highly higher energetics, and it brings about the opportunity for shifting frequencies of experience. Yes. Okay, yeah. got it. So and we're there. A lot of people on the planet decided they weren't done with the power over others game, the low frequency game, or fear, or war, or any of those things, and it was a violation of their free will to force ha- them to. to yes to raise their frequency and awareness it's just a violation so all these mechanizations about you know the rituals and the possessions and all the alcohol on the planet and the war and the jab and everything else had to be brought about and you can see all those things that I've mentioned are done by the people themselves by their agreement right Right. They nobody forces them to drink alcohol. Nobody forces them to have a jab. Nobody forces them to watch fearful things all day long and going to fear. So all these things are free will choices. And all that effort and energy has to be spent because naturally they will raise their frequency and they will become more aware. So at a natural state. In a roundabout way then the um, ritualistic possession ritual stuff like Super Bowl halftime show or the music video awards or whatever are there to orchestrate about the choice that, that they the, some people they make. Made. I didn't watch that thing. Right. When I looked at it and it turned on I was like what the heck are they doing? Clicked <laughs> it off right? Yeah. Like no thank you very much not for me goodbye. Not for me thank you. I can't even watch it. It just repulses it's it repulses yeah repulsive to the degree that I can't allow it even a moment existence in my field that kind of a, that bad yeah but for other people who want to have a different experience, they're like oh man, look at that, can you believe this fireworks or whatever they got right. going on right. over here, even though they don't like see the little pyramid with the shiny eyes beaming, a laser beam right into their third eye to, 
blind them for a little while right. <laughs> or whatever you know right, yeah. okay so so that is uh, they aren't a victim that's an orchestration that they agreed to want to have otherwise they couldn't really make that choice easily Right? They, wouldn't, they wouldn't be able to carry out the choice. They wouldn't be able to carry out their low frequency choice because they're a high frequency being, is that exactly. it? Exactly, yeah. They're high frequency beings and this part of the universe is a high frequency part of the universe. So it's like so really hard to stay low frequency, out of it. Yeah. You, have you have to work hard. You have to work really hard. You have to work on it really hard to stay low frequency right now. I think that's funny. why we agreed that those that team need billions and trillions and quadrillions and quintillions worth of dollars and effort. Because the tide rises. Yeah. It takes a trillion dollars to keep the tide from coming in. Yes, it does. Okay. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. So, higher selves carry out the decisions of the physical. And the physical person's orchestrations bring about changes when it feels like they want to. Yes. And they want to do what they want to do. It's like... You love who you love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And some of those experiences are for uh, clearing up a past. And some of those experiences are for the experience of having the experience of it. Yes. Mostly even, it's an experience because you want to have the experience. <laughs> and even if it doesn't seem like you want to have that experience, apparently you do. Because <laughs> you're you having do. it. Yeah. If you didn't want that experience, you wouldn't be having it. Is that how it works? Pretty much, yeah. And if you are having one that you really, really don't want for very, really, really, really don't want it, change. you could orchestrate it yes. to change. Change it. You could change it. What about the little kids that's pounding on rocks that I watch in that show? How are they going to change it? You know, we can we go back into the victim-aggressor stuff, but those are eternal divine beings who chose to be born there. They I might guess, change their mind. <laughs> I guess it's better than the ones that don't even have any rocks to pound. Right. But also it's so different and they have experiences in that world that. that is different to what we can conceive of here. And that their idea of comfort and pleasure is different. probably different than your idea of comfort and pleasure. They yes. don't even care. Like my dad the other day, he was complaining because he can't type on his watch. Exactly. It's like, yeah. that's the first world biggest problem. first world problem I ever heard in my life. <laughs> I can't type on my watch. Oh, really? Poor you. Yes. <laughs> what are we going to do? Yeah. Bigger watch? I don't know. <laughs> Voice to text on your phone, on your watch. What do we got to do to fix this major problem? Right. <laughs> there was another first world problem we had the other day. Do you remember? No, I don't remember it. What um, was it? It was, uh, it was equally ridiculous on a... On a um, bigger level but at the time you know it was a pretty big problem (laughs) this pink is the wrong pink or something you know all of my socks are um, left left feet be happy you got socks anyway getting off topic here higher selves choices figuring it about I'm trying to make sense of them at one level when they're made at another level. And that causes confusion. And part of the um, switching realities that we want to have is one that doesn't break our game while we're switching our reality. Right. Because if we come out of the game too far, we wouldn't be interested in the game, period. 
Is that how it works? Well, the game is the experiences. Right. So you don't have the experiences, you're not having the game. So having the experience of shifting realities is the experience you want. That's why yes. you're here right now. Exactly. You got it. So if you pull yourself out of it, you won't be having that experience. You'll have a different experience. Right. Which ain't the one you came for. Now I got it. <laughs> My God. That took a while, huh? It's a long journey around the corner. Yes. How about those mantids? Oh my gosh. The, oh my gosh. <laughs> the ETs, mantids. The ETs, mantids, yeah. The ones that live underground. The, the ant people. <laughs> the ant people. I've heard several um, native people calling the ant people. They're they can be met in the out of the body experiences and shamanic journey, which is an out of the body experience. <laughs> yes, I've heard of a lot of people meeting those. Yeah. Well, we listened to a really good. About it. We listened to a pretty darn good story about it this afternoon. <laughs> yeah, from Cliff High, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I thought it was so I'm hilarious. Still, I'm still like absorbing it because yeah. it has just the right amount of interesting bits that are inconceivable to some degrees. Like if you live on a planet that has no water and you've never experienced water and you never heard of water and you never even well wonder about it because not only doesn't it exist, know, how could you, you, you never wonder ex- about it? You, you can't see it. It doesn't exist there, right? You can't even conceive of it existing. Yeah. How do you explain water to somebody, right? And what it is, and how to make it, or how to use it, or how to get some to someone who's never even who it, it doesn't even enter their universe. So, Cliff's experience with the mantids, and uh, in this case, it wasn't the mantid in water, it was another species having issues with uh, something. He was trying to describe something to them, or did describe something to them, uh, to deal with their problem that they couldn't conceive of a way to deal with because they had never encountered something like that in their universe. You know, they only encountered the opposite. And in the roundabout way, he created a relationship with these beings, and they exchanged information back and forth, meet, talk, conceive, look at problems from an entirely a perspective that. He, as a human being in a soul body, in a human body, can't even conceive of, right? Mm-hmm. And they, being in a different, completely different circumstance, look at it and go, oh, well, look look at this YZ and T times three. It's simple. <laughs> and he's like, you're oh. right. I should put that in my little program. Yeah. He puts it in a little program and out comes, oh, my gosh, looks like Bitcoin's going to $100,000. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you get from there to there, but, you know, listen to the story. It's kind of fun. But his experience with the mantids were that they were born, hatched at their apex, and they live a very, very, very long time, but everything's downhill from birth. And the way that they grow as a group, because they only work as a group, is by um, chemical bathing their eggs with the information and the data that comes. And so learning is through the chemical process of their eggs. And when the eggs hatched, that's the, the apex data. of the information. Right. And everything from there on out is old data for that individual, but 
the little things are born and they're market orders to start with because they're the smartest thing. <laughs> and the old ones got to listen because that's how they learn was by having their young smarter. Something like that. It's that a was pretty interesting concept, right? Concept, yeah, right. I could concept. see how it's totally different. So they, they work on conscious level at a conscious level and he said them guys are in charge of all this uh, greater reset, direct reset yeah, take over I'm, the world kind of thing which know. I'm gonna say I'm just gonna say right here that okay. he's a self-admitted paranoid <laughs> <laughs> so that might be a stretch yes. but if there were to be a cause for it I totally agree that seems reasonable <laughs> extra dimensional methods planting thoughts in Chinese communist hits <laughs> it's, oh my God. it doesn't sound bad when you say it out loud Oh, it does sound really bad when you say that loud. It does. Okay, well, just, it really does. Okay, well, <laughs> how about we just hold that one as a possible, maybe plausible. Well, again, we go to the Power Over Others thing. But no, it's not Power Over Others because there's a it's bunch of people signed so. on for this. The it's the same them as do. the mid, it's the same as the ritual in the Super Bowl. Just because it's mantids doesn't mean it's any different. Somebody need to orchestrate this stuff, and the communist Chinese can't figure this out down on their own. <laughs> They're gonna need a little help. Oh my goodness! Okay, well, you know, until until we have evidence that says it's not true, and I don't know how you're gonna find that. We just have to go with it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I won't be teaching people about that. <laughs> okay. Don't worry about the mantids yet. Oh my gosh. But if one shows up, we will have a talk about it. Okay. <laughs> okay. If one shows up, for reals. All right. If one shows up, then we'll talk about it. Unfort- we'll talk to yeah. about it, too. Unfortunately, the method, the shamanic level of uh, the shamanic spaceship to go meet them mm-hmm. is beyond the acceptable. It's not shamanic. It's just drug-infused. <laughs> well... Shaman, shamanic, shaman, shamans around the world use drugs. I know no, they do. No. They use me, me, whatever that peyote ceremonies. They have mezcal no, 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 or me, whatever that thing's called. Them. That's the popular ones because white. Um, I don't know. Culture. Like, Ooh, drugs! Yeah, I'm not. I'm just going to say this. So I've done psychedelics, also, and they are. I mean, there are probably some people that it's okay. Uh, it's just like you do it once, and you're like. Okay, that's enough for a couple of years or a decade. It's not like drugs, like, I'm going to go take that. But that's the image that people think when they think of shamanic journeys through drugs. They think it's something that shamans do every day and they take a ton of drugs and that's not true. I agree, that's not true, but there are some shamanic tourists that are doing A lot of don't even bother it. because they can do it without the drugs. I don't disagree and with they that use either. the drugs for people who can't get past their ego I believe that's true also but anyways but anyways the way that he goes to talk to the mantid is not a way I'm going to do it because he takes a lot of mushrooms a lot of them and it works it works for him him because here's the thing and this is one of those but he's also said that he's paranoid well that's maybe true schizophrenic so not probably not a coincidence and you but, check drugs you probably came back with a ton of different personalities <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe yes but one of the things that's interesting is that he made the journey multiple times met the same person 
and had the same conversation that was a continuing conversation. Made a Out date. Everybody experiences. And made a date and a time to meet someone and met them multiple, multiple right. times. Brought so, so back did, information that was actionable and yes, usable. So did the Monroe so, guy from the Monroe Institute. And guess what? They don't use drugs. Boom. So that doesn't mean the drugs don't work, does it? No. Just means both ways are a path to the same place. Yes. Or that that place is accessible through multiple means. Yeah. You did say that, you know, some drugs, chemical drugs like LSD and DMTs, those ones slam you from here to there and you lose or leave behind your parts of you. And the mushroom way or the one of the cactus ones, not peyote, but a different one. Mm-hmm. Those ones were only usable if you had skill because it isn't a slammy there and the skill was the focus focus that you were using and uh, you brought your I would call it some of your ego construct with you but your self yourself with you so you're able to manipulate the reality consciously in other words bring your consciousness with you Instead of just slam over there and you're missing like 80% of you. (laughs) DMT, I think I heard anyway, they take a breath of it and they're like gone instantly and it lasts for four minutes and then they're back. Wow. So it's like, bang. But I don't know what kind of an experience that is. I never met anyone who had a, a history of those type of experiences who was, um, their life was improved by it besides one person. Oh yeah. Yeah. Who? Cliff, obviously. You he cured his own cancer, right? Oh, right. And he's yeah. made a ton of money with the advice that he got, which turned out to be true and accurate. Yeah. Bitcoins and all the other stuff. Mm-hmm. And he has a beautiful house. Mm-hmm. He has uh, wonderful stories. And, uh, and his uh, life isn't multiple personalities. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but there seem to be under control to some degree his life is better than it it isn't getting worse okay i couldn't say that because i didn't know him before so i couldn't really accurately make that statement yeah i knew of him for a decade at least and when i first started Mm -hmm. listening to him he spoke of his original his start of life you know he was an aggressive army brat Mm -hmm. with uh schizophrenia and a lot of issues and it was a lifetime of Aikido and martial arts and meditations and those kind of explorations and control that brought him um, the ability to handle what was going on in his brain, I guess. Right, right. And then his psychedelic experiences, apparently he was able to differentiate between those types. I mean, LSD, I mean, we've seen the LSD acid guys or does the ayahuasca ones or a lot of those people's lives they're not improved I mean maybe improved from heroin addict to not heroin addict <laughs> right. that's an improvement right yeah, 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 yeah. so we can't say that mm-hmm. all of them but the ones that are on it always 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 doing it it don't seem like besides the part of bringing it to people who might get out yeah, of a very low that, frequency area that shaman not better. from that show we watched Umano Humano. Humano, yeah. Um, he said it really, really well. He said, these are sacred plants. 
that here to serve humanity. Right. But if the person takes too much, then they become the servants of the plant. Yeah. And not the other way around. I think, I think that's a good way well. to say it. Yeah. I agree. So take sparingly and, and only if the person really, really needs it. Because, you know, the guy in Monroe Institute, he can do it without the drugs. And he was very, very good at it. And he, his methodology is used by many, many people around the planet with excellent results. We're talking about out of the body experiences here, moving right. through dimensions, interdimensional, interdimensionally, travel. you know, um, with your energy bodies. So it can be done in many ways, and I still suggest for people not to take drugs. I haven't seen long-term positive results from people taking drugs. So that would be my stand on it. And yeah, he's having good results, but. I don't know, I can't really compare what he was like before or after. So. And he did do, like he said, lots of martial arts to bring everything back to center, you know? Right, so he's not recreationally using it or no. going for a recreational exploration. And it was through accident that he found the amount that brought him to an interdimensional place. That's where he met the Mantid, remember? Mm-hmm. Who immediately kicked him out of there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He was angry at the time, still an angry youth, so he went back there and focused his focus and hardened himself. And Then he started to have, uh, I don't know, I re- this is the first time I really heard him talk about these experiences. So. Right, right. Um, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm and here to person, tell you I'm probably... If a person is willing to spend years... Um, learning Aikido, meditation, and all these other things, and then has From that, that state, using and then interdimensional the, plant assistance to get to a place to do a job. That's fine, task, but that's the problem different. is that people think it's a shortcut, and it isn't. Uh-huh. And the results are not long-lasting anyways, you know? Uh, totally not. Or, or necessarily positive. Right, because... Can we have one of those? What? <laughs> Sure. <laughs> that was a Beamer, by the way. I think it was an M5. Anyway. Uh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. There's more to explore there. I, I just... You know, everyone so are you going to start personal... taking mushrooms? No, because I didn't. Why? Well, I will tell you three reasons. Okay. Number one. Number one. When I went to explore the psychedelic world, mm-hmm. the first time I went to explore it, it was um, too big of a world. Everything became too big of a world. Do you know what I mean by too big of a world? Too much information? Um, the game became much bigger. Okay. There was trees talking. There were non-physical, non-visible, visible, became visible. There were orchestrations within orchestrations within orchestrations within orchestrations, which became visible. Mm-hmm. There were synesthesias where music sounds were physical, and you could watch them go through the wires. Yeah. In other words, um, the, wor- the world became too, too, too big. Mm-hmm. Uh, you would be happy to sit in your room 
and everything in your room is more than enough to entertain you for the rest of your life. <laughs> and that's what a lot of people do. <laughs> <laughs> but um, at some point without proper training, you get lost in it. Mm-hmm. And when you become lost in it, you get terrified and it ejects you. Mm-hmm. Ejects you from wanting to do it again right. without training. So the investment in training is an investment in an entire different reality, and that's not the reality I'm here to work with. You work here to work with the physical world experience, right? Reality. I'm here to work with this world experience, is how it feels right, and uh, not that that one. That one exists, and it's also present, but I don't have a... Um, I just feel a repulsion from accessing it that way. Not mm-hmm. just that way, just that period. Mm-hmm. There's so a, that's number there's one? A, yeah, there's a, it was a, there's a firewall yeah. to going through it uh-huh. and doing it and having that as a part of my life. Okay. And number two? Yeah. You said no. <laughs> I said no. So my co-creator in life is like very not, is, is opposed to that whole process. Which, that's a valid reason, right? I said not to me. I didn't say. I don't. I suggest that people don't do it. But yeah, so I didn't say I, no why, well, to you. Well, if you suggest that people don't do it, why would I go ahead and do it? You suggest that I don't drink Pepsi Cola's out of McDonald's. And <laughs> that was probably good advice, and I don't. <laughs> yes, it's true. <laughs> so there's yeah. probably more reasons than I'm cognizant of not to. And I, if I asked you for specifics about it. There's specifics to you, but your advice hasn't ever steered me wrong, so I'll that's take true. your advice. So that's two. And three? And three. I don't, I don't want to meet no mantids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't want to meet a mantid. Yeah. And if I want to access those uh, interdimensional realities, then I'll do it with you in a way we can do together. And we have. Yes. So, yeah. Those are the three reasons. Mm-hmm. Cool. I like it. I'd probably have four, four or five or six if I wanted to really look at it. At it. <laughs> but it, it's just not a part of my life. That's true, yeah. I'm not going to invite it in. Oh, that was the fourth. Oh, yeah. Because of the potential for possession mm-hmm. and the probability of um, Klingons real sneaky Klingons and the level of work that you're doing and the probability that I could I there's what's the word anyone <laughs> who is um, close to you must keep their needs to keep the open doors, open doors slammed closed open yeah. doors negatively slammed closed or else they will be used against you yeah they will not me Happens against you mm-hmm. yeah. so that's a fourth very good reason to avoid it entirely <laughs> yeah. because one of the keys one of the key aspects that I found in my relationship with you is and I need to be diligent about it is that um, those doors indulgence. need to be slammed <laughs> shut yeah, kept shut and so indulging in psychedelic drugs even the word drugs the... indulging in psychedelic plant medicines however you want to say it there Without is the a loss of real loss of control of my what is the word when you do that you you're no longer in control of certain things mm-hmm. 
and that loss of control of those things is means somebody else will control them right so I cannot do it if I was a boring target yeah sure why not mm-hmm. nothing to do here try and take me to the bar ain't gonna work but if I went <laughs> mushrooming maybe I might catch one of them drunks drunk <laughs> spirits who want to take me to the bar and I'll have the fist fight in my hands you know <laughs> yeah. well I'll just last them with that white light I mean <laughs> but I have to know that I need to <laughs> also right. it's really tricky so I'll just, I'm just going to skip it. Yeah, just skip it. I'll just skip it. Those are the reasons. Mm-hmm. For other Good people, reasons. they might not have those reasons. They might have different reasons to do it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I would say be sure to evaluate your life after and make sure this is actually better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One one peak, if you're not, if you're like so dumb like I was that you're hard to believe that it's real. One peak's enough. Yep, it's real. Totally real. <laughs> believe me, it's real. Mm-hmm. Okay. Done. <laughs> Done. Yeah. Well, I think that's that is complete, don't you? Yeah. That topic. I, I'm pretty sure we did zigzag quite a lot, mm-hmm. and uh, I think it's pretty interesting things to talk about. I think so too. So I hope you all enjoyed it as much as I did. <laughs> yes. Love you, honey. I love you too, darling.